Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 and Rush with back Stephen Dave on Rock 102. Well, good news, bad news about the weather. Mid-70s for the highs, but it's going to start raining mid to late morning all the way through the afternoon hours. Uh, Pretty heavy. I'm sorry. That was a funny joke uh, that we told. We were just coming out of the break, and I just realized what you said. We were talking about Vermont, and and I said I've never really been to Vermont, only to Brattleboro, and you said yeah, but only for twenty eight days. Yeah, and I thought like, I was kind of surprised you didn't catch that. I ca- I caught it, but you were putting your headphones on, and I, I wanted to I wanted to respond to that. Oh, that was go. very funny. Well, thank, thank you, you Steve. And yes, uh, I'll be here all week. And, and yes, I, I did have a great time in well, rehab. Well, that's good. <laughs> and now look at you. You've all turned around. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Uh, over the weekend, uh, Full House star Jody Sweeten joined a group of pro- uh, joined a group protesting the Supreme Court's ruling on the Roe v. Wade and got shoved by an LAPD officer, which caused her to stumble over a curb and hit the pavement pretty hard. Jody wasn't seriously injured, and she got right back up. She later said she was quote extremely proud of the hundreds of people who showed up. I'm like, you're doing that to Stephanie? You can't do that to Stephanie. And she was also proud of the appearance she made on this show recently, probably yeah. right. She didn't say it. I'm I, I think guess she probably forgot all about that. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I think we're the last thing on her mind. But uh, I went. Did she say yeah, what? One abortion protest after ahead of time, please. Uh, Hollywood is all a buzz about the uh, the Supreme Court ruling. Sarah Silverman joined a women's march in New York City. She did not get shoved to the ground. Lizzo and Live Nation are teaming up to donate a million dollars to Planned Parenthood and the National Network of Abortion Funds and Rage Against the Machine is donating 475000 to abortion rights organizations. During a Green Day show in London Saturday night, Billy Joe Armstrong denounced his American citizenship. Oh, boy. So he is no longer an American idiot. Huh. Ooh, you're right. He's yeah. an expatriated idiot. Where's yeah. he living? Uh, still, still in America. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, a lot of corporations are donating money for transportation to states that will still allow it, which I thought it was very interesting. Yeah, uh, this is a this is a big thing. This is a big issue that uh, it's it's very intense. I don't really want to get into you know stance wise no, 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 stuff, no. but uh, we got fart jokes to tell. Yeah, we have we have more than those to tell. That's all I came with. We got to find out what happened to Dave while he went to the ER in Florida. Had nothing to do with Roe v. Wade, by the way. No, no. I've got tons of stories about my weekend in Florida. Not just my appearance at the ER, but sitting next to a world-famous performer on one of the flights. Look at that. Jesus. Yep. The man of a million stories. I can't wait. Now, if you're hearing this at 9.35, you just say, I'm going to go back and listen to that podcast and yeah, find out yeah. what all those stories yeah. were. Good right. plug. Good plug. Uh, that uh, Tom Cruise movie, that Top Gun Maverick. Yes. Hit the one billion mark over the weekend. The first one billion Tom, uh, one billion dollar Tom Cruise movie. You know, say what you will about how crazy this dude is. He still brings it. He's still got a box office draw. He makes some pretty badass movies too. Still probably not going to see it though. Um, why not? Because I didn't see the first one. If you don't see the well, first one, what's the point of seeing the second one? So why don't you just watch it? It's it's on it's on one of the platforms now. Well, I just watched it last night. Well, you've got a you're very liberal with my time. Well, I'm just it's only an hour and a half. Right. I mean, how much uh, aren't you? What else? Are you I've doing gone this far without it. 
Can I survive another 20, 30 years without it? No. I think I could. No. Bet you I can. <laughs> watch me go. I think you should watch it. You can watch Val Kilmer. I've seen enough Val Kilmer. And I, and I learned over the weekend about Val Kilmer and how he can't speak. And they used his son's voice to voice his parts in Top Gun Maverick, hmm. which I thought was pretty interesting. It's like when Jim Henson died and his son started to speak all those weird-sounding Muppets. Waka waka, who wants to hear a funny-ass joke? See what I mean? Yeah. Uh, ben Affleck's 10-year-old son backed a Lamborghini into a parked BMW at a luxury car rental dealership. Everyone was okay and nobody got in trouble. But it's always it's always worse when it's a celebrity's kid. Yeah, well, I'm just glad it's not me. Well, how many other kids back a Lamborghini into a BMW? How uh, long does the Lamborghini have to be in a shop if it's got a little dent on the bumper? So it's entirely buffed out. What car would your kids back up and uh, get into a car crash with? Not a Lamborghini. What would it be in your household? Uh, I don't know. Let me give the uh, the VIN number of all of our vehicles. <laughs> yeah. A minivan backed into Probably yeah, a mini- right. one minivan into another. Uh, Henry Winkler's TikTok rules for dancing are quite simple. No songs with F-words. He said, quote, I'm a t- only a TikTok star because my granddaughter said, Papa, you have to make a video. Have you seen Henry Winkler and Barry? Have you seen Barry? At I all? have. Yeah. Really good series on, uh, I think it's HBO. He's a much better actor than we give him credit yeah, for. Yeah, he's very good in, in Barry. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen that one. Is that new? Is that a new one? No, show? it's been around for a while. Yeah. Bill Hader and up to season three now. Yeah, I haven't seen that. It's good. It it's good. You know, he's a he's a, a, a former um, what army guy who suddenly realizes he's an actor, sort of. Is taking acting classes from Henry Winkler. I thought he was a mob guy. No. Yeah. No. Be damned. Well, he. Well, you're right. He was a former soldier who's turned into a hitman. <laughs> And right. now an actor. So is uh, Potsy and Ralph Mouth and uh, all the gang back together? Not yet. <laughs> no. That's right. Ralph Mouth, you know, pops somebody in the hat twice. I still got it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sit on it, Ralph. <laughs> hey. Anderson Cooper credits Richard Gere for giving him his gay awakening when he was 11 years old. His mom's gay friends took to him to see Broadway play, the Broadway play Bent. And Anderson went backstage and was too distracted by a shirtless Richard to get his playbill signed. Can't say I blame him. Wow. Richard Gere was a damn fine-looking man in his youth. He didn't show you any uh, kind of uh, pets that he might have had uh, backstage. Uh, Maybe running around in a little wheel. Oh, that's an urban uh, legend. Tube. That's an old wives' tale. Is it? Is it? John Williams is planning to retire from scoring films after he's done with Indiana Jones 5. He's now 378 years old. Yeah, he is not going to retire from music altogether. He's currently working on a Pianzo concert album with Pianist... 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 Funny the other way. Uh, Emmanuel X. Oh, yeah, Emmanuel X. Do you know him? I don't. I've heard of him. I, I I've never heard of him. I don't, that's why I'm I saying think it's Axe with a with a no e, right? It's just A X, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get a list, Steve. Dave knows his penists. He does know his penis. <laughs> ah, I see what Is you did he, there. So he's not a big penis. He's just a little penis. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Paul McCartney's three-hour show at the Glastonbury Music Fest included guest appearances from Bruce Springsteen and Dave Grohl, plus a virtual duet with John Lennon on "I've Got a Feeling." I can't believe that he's doing that. And when you say Glastonbury, 
Not Connecticut. No, not Connecticut. Wouldn't it be crazy <laughs> yeah. if you found out that it was right? after the fact? The whole uh, duet while they're dead thing. It's mm. just, it's not. You, you say that, but apparently the crowd went wild. Is that why everybody liked Natalie Cole and Nat King Cole when they That's did their right. unforgettable song 30 Absolutely. years ago? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is your Hollywood Trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Come. The following takes place between 6 a.m. And 7 a.m. It is 6.01 on Rock 102. Uh, we'll have some rain this afternoon. It could be pretty heavy at times, starting in the late morning hours and extending through the afternoon. Highs in the mid-70s for today. The weather brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. Here's your 102-second sports on Rock 102. Starting with your Springfield Thunderbirds. Season coming to an end at the Mass Mutual Center, losing to the Chicago Wolves 4-0, and Chicago winning the Calder Cup. But a great season for the Springfield Thunderbirds. Can't wait for next year. In the NHL, Colorado over Tampa Bay 2-1. The Lanch win the Stanley Cup four games to two, and former UMass star Kale McCarr was the winner of the Conn Smythe Trophy as the postseason MVP. In baseball, Red Sox over Cleveland 8-3. Sox are in Canada tonight against the Toronto Blue Jays. Elsewhere, Yankees beat the Astros 6-3. Marlins over the Mets 3-2. And the Angels beat the Mariners 2-1. Eight ejected after a big brawl in that game. Also, the Valley Blue Sox over the Bristol Blues 10-9. And the Pittsfield Suns beat the Westfield Starfires 7-6. In golf, just down the road at TPC River Highlands in Cromwell, Connecticut, Xander Schauffele was your winner yesterday. And at the world's ugliest dog contest, not to be confused with the Westminster Dog Show, the world's ugliest dog contest in Petaluma, California, a hairless Chinese crested chihuahua mix named Mr. Happy Face was the winner in a field that included, quote, a hairless mutant, a creature that resembled a hyena, and a dog that looked like a mandrel baboon. As for Mr. Happy Face... And the best part is he has no idea... Sean Hayes filling in for Jimmy Kimmel. And that's it for your 102-second sports. More on the T-Birds coming up next in Bax's View from the Couch on Rock 102. Munson Savings Bank. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? By now, I'm sure many of you realize that the Springfield Thunderbirds did not win the Calder Cup championship. That all ended Saturday when the Chicago Wolves beat Springfield at the Mass Mutual Center after a Game 5 shutout. Now, while I suppose I could sit here and identify all the many things that the Thunderbirds failed to do to win the series, I would rather take the opposite point of view and talk about all the things the team did right. Yes, they lost the Calder Cup, and yeah, it only took five games to do it. But let's look at what the Thunderbirds did achieve this season. This was not only the first time that a Springfield AHL hockey team had been to a Calder Cup final since 1992, 30 years ago when they were still the Springfield Indians. This was the first time that a Springfield AHL hockey franchise has even been to the playoffs in 28 years. Uh, there have uh, when the when they were the Springfield Falcons. That means that in six years, the Thunderbirds have taken a team that has finished eighth in the division to suddenly becoming the Eastern Conference Championship uh, champions. I should also point out that during the Falcons' final year of 2016, their average attendance was slightly over 3,100 people per game. Good for dead last in the AHL. This year, the Thunderbirds' attendance was up nearly 60% at 53.75 fans per game. 
good for 12th place and 7th in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, they didn't win the Cup, but they did win your loyalty. And no matter what happened over the weekend, they still were the Eastern Conference champion. That was no fluke. They earned every bit of that conference championship. But more importantly, this year shows that the people of Springfield can actually support minor league hockey. They can come out and support their team and that they do care about the Thunderbirds and and bringing them to the city. And they didn't need to win a championship to, to get that done. So there are absolutely no failures here because I think we've proven almost as much about ourselves as a city as the Thunderbirds were able to prove about playing hockey. And I say it's about damn time. So congratulations and thank you to the Thunderbirds who pulled all that out of it. All of that out of us. That was pretty damn awesome. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Pull up the Rocky sales flyer on your phone or computer. It's loaded with bargains like the Milwaukee M12 drill driver impact driver combo for 100 bucks. With your Ace Rewards card. What's on sale at Rockies? It's always at your fingertips at Rockies.com. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 611 and Billy Idol. We're back, Stephen Dave, and Rock 102. Uh, Going to see some heavy rain showers this morning and then clearing by this afternoon and a high of 77. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 80. It is 70 right now in downtown Springfield. Now, speaking of 80, my dad turning 80 over the weekend. Actually, not officially until, I think, Wednesday of this week, but his big 80th birthday celebration. The captain, Captain Matt. Captain Jack. Captain Matt. Oh, yes. Close. You were yes. close. Well, uh, Captain Matt get you high at night? Yeah, uh, there's usually quite a bit of uh, drinking going on. Oh, good. At will these he, things. Will he take you to your special island? Uh, they do live on an island, actually. Believe well, there you not. go. See? Yeah, perfect. In Vero Beach. Technically an island. You got to go over a bridge to get there, but it's a, it's a large What's the thing. exact address? Uh, I'll give it to you later if you want. <laughs> you have a social security number you could share yeah. with us. Yeah, as long as Bax gives up his VIN number of his car. Oh, you're Which asking, you know, oh, what is this, a little... Uh, a little tradeo thing? Tit for tat, man. Well, his VIN number is 1LW678594216. Pro quid pro, Clarice. So anyway, it's the 80th celebration. Technically, my stepfather, but he's been part of the family so long. I consider him my dad since my dad wasn't in the picture to start with. I've told that story before. Right. So anyway, a bunch of family members gathering in the Vero Beach area over the weekend. And a bunch of them went to the beach on Saturday. Beach, not my kind of thing. So I went to the golf course, rented four clubs, and just, you know, chipped and putted and hit some balls on the driving range. Okay. Fair what enough. I, what I like to do. Right. And it was a real hot day. It was like 90 degrees, you know, heavy humidity, thunderstorms in the area. In although Florida, they, really? Yeah, you yes. don't say. Hard to believe, right? And so, you know, I putted for about 25 minutes. Felt pretty good about that. Moved over to the driving range, hit about a half a bucket of balls there, and then I chipped for a while on the chipping green. You know, mm-hmm. worked on my game a little bit. Felt pretty good about it. Like a Tostito or a Ruffles? Wrong kind or? of chips. Oh, okay. Yeah. And anyway, uh, at some point during the driving experience on the driving range, I bent over to pick up a tee. And oh, I, boy. I, yeah. Oh, boy. You, you see it coming, right? I stood up and I'm like, whoa. So I felt, you know, a, a little faint. I'm like, all right, just breathe, fine. Hit some more balls, went to the chipping area, like I said, not the Tostitos, but with the ball and a club. Right. And was there for like 25 minutes. And then as I'm walking from the chipping green back into the pro shop to get my credit card back Mm -hmm. that I had used, I had left there for the four rental, rental clubs, I took about 20 paces and I'm like, 
whoa. And I felt it again. I felt faint. Really? I, I had to actually lean against a signpost. Did you do one of those things where you take like the back of your hand to your forehead, like a damsel in distress, and <laughs> like, say, whoa, yeah. I think I must pass out. Yeah, I had the vapors. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. That's kind of how, I mean, I've never had this feeling before, so I steadied myself. I leaned against the signpost for about two or three minutes, and then I said, all right. I can make it to the clubhouse at this point. I started to walk again. I felt it again. I had to, like, lean against another signpost for a while. I finally got inside to the pro shop and closed the door. Nice air conditioning hit me. I'm like, all right, I'm going to be okay now. Right. And then I started to walk maybe 10 more paces from the door to the cash register. Right. Couldn't make it. I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to faint. I'm going to fall over. Now, I've never had this feeling before. So I didn't know what was happening to me. Now, I'm at an advanced age. I'm like, is this possible? I'm having some sort of heart issue. Come on, Dave. You're a young buck. Yeah, for, a, for a guy your age, you're still a, you're still a young man. I feel okay. I've yeah. never had I've never had an experience what, like this but before. Was it like a lack of water? Were you not drinking enough water? You dehydrated? Probably. That, yeah. But little, I little heat little heat stroke. Yeah. But I didn't know that at the time, and mm-hmm. I felt like I was going to literally pass out. And not knowing, I've never experienced heat exhaustion before. Yeah, I've certainly never had a heart attack. And I'm I, these thoughts are running through my brain. I'm going to fall over. I'm going to pass out. And it got worse and worse. I leaned against a cabinet for a while, and it didn't get any better. So I finally called across the room. Excuse me, uh, do you work here? I'm, I'm maybe the golf pro. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I had to do it a little louder. Excuse me, I I think. I need help, I said to the guy. Now, they're probably used to this kind of thing at a golf well, course. They probably want to make sure you're, you're picking the right shirt or the <laughs> right kind of shoes. Right. He comes over to me. I said, I think I need some help. Mm-hmm. I, I've never, I don't know what's happening to me, but I think I'm going to pass out. They, they called the EMTs. Who, they wheeled me out. No kidding. They wheeled me out of the golf course, went to the ER, and I was there for about five hours. They, they put, you know, they put the... IV in me, and yeah. they, you know, gave me the the saline solution, the yeah. whole deal there. And um, I was checking out. They finally, you know, the, everything checked out fine with the, you know, all the tests they did and stuff like that. So they gave me eventually after five hours, they gave me my discharge papers, and I'm walking up to get discharged, and I'm looking down at the. Wait, dis- you, had, you had discharge too? What the hell is going on? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know was, it's gross. Was this was that, it your time of the month already? Yeah, that, really? That, I mean, that, might, that yeah. might be a whole other clinic. You <laughs> yeah, that, that might be a whole yeah. different story. I'm almost more <laughs> interested in that story. <laughs> we'll get to that next hour. As I'm waiting to check out, I'm looking at my discharge papers, and it says you have been treated for extreme alcohol intoxication, and I'm like, mm. really. I'm like, holy crap. We, I'll and, tell you what. Yeah. I once passed out on a yeah. golf course uh, for that very reason. Well, Too much alcohol. So, mm. and, and, of course, I'm still kind of woozy at this point. I'm like, holy crap. I did have some wine last night with the celebration back at the house. Extreme Ma- alcohol, boy? And it said that. And it said, you might want to seek a counselor after this. I'm like, ooh, Mike, maybe I have a problem. Did they, did they write down what your blood alcohol content might have well, been? I'm thinking, because they did all the tests with the blood work and everything. I'm thinking, well, yeah. th- I'm, I must have a problem. And I looked a little further down and I read it and I'm like, wow. And then I looked up at the top. They had given me the wrong person's <laughs> discharge papers. Oh, oh man. man. So, so. <laughs> so at the bottom was the other stack, my stack, for extreme heat exhaustion. Ah, okay. Who, so I would have had an even better story. You would have had a better well, story right. if you were the other guy. Exactly. What was the person's name? That you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I knew you would ask that. Well, yeah, because I, I uh, want to know. I, I, th- I believe the last name was Villaramos. 
Villa Ramos? Yes. All right. Okay. All right. So, uh, so, so there's some HIPAA things going on there too. Obviously, they just now <laughs> HIPAA is when you uh, to say, well, it's Philip Villaramas from forty six twenty three Vero Beach <laughs> Way in Vero Beach, Florida. Of, yeah, if you're getting that much yeah. personal uh, information, right. then you could be uh, tagged for a, a violation. But yeah. so, so heat heat uh, exhaustion. Which again, I've never. So now at least I know what that feels like. And I assume now they suggested, you know, maybe you go have a meeting with your cardiologist back in Western Mass mm-hmm. just to follow up. Tell them the story. Make sure everything's okay. And you're like, dude, you know I can't even get an appointment with a doctor in my area for at least six months. Right. You want me to go to a cardiologist? Right. By that by that point, yeah. you'd be passed out a million times. Or dead. Yes. So, so uh, that, that was a portion you, of my, my vacation weekend in Florida. Were you, were you hydrating on the course? Not enough. Uh, and, well, but had you been drinking water all day? No, and this so I was there like a noonish, which is, you know, obviously peak sun, and I had already taken a bike ride for an hour at 7 in the morning. Oh, for crying out loud, you're you're setting yourself up for disaster. I know. No, I know. Don't you realize plenty that, of fluids, Dave. You need fluids. I know. The last thing that anyone should do during a round of golf yep. or even just practicing chip shots or yep. or at the driving range is exercise. That's not what golf is designed to do. <laughs> I was drenched in sweat, by the way. Were you wearing a hat? Yes. Yeah. Well, there you go, man. That's the number one rule, even for kids. Make sure you're drinking enough water. I know. Especially if you're going to be out in the sun all day. Yeah, don't ever ride a bike when you're going to go golfing. Learn my lesson. Um, had, had a great staff, by the way, treating me there. Yeah. Can tell more stories about that if you want later on. And then also, on one of my plane rides... I sat next to a world-famous performer. So lots happened to me over the weekend. And my mom is convinced, by the way, because she joined me in the ER. for. She passed out, too? No. She said, I'm convinced you tell that you, that you have these stories happen to you just so you have something to talk about on the radio. Busted. Yeah. yeah. Busted. Yeah, so you made this whole thing up. Could have been. Huh. Ain't that a kick in the face? Yep. He made the whole thing up. It didn't even happen. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> You'll never know. You had a stroke in general. You didn't even have heat stroke. <laughs> <laughs> it's 620 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Treat your family to a world of action. Black Crows, Rock 102, back Stephen Dave. Apparently the remedy for heat exhaustion is drinking more water. Okay, I got it. I got it. And, and maybe not going for a bike ride before you play. Yeah, I yeah, know. That's, I mean, I, I, listen, I'm not being critical. I, know. I just I just know that, you know, for me, if I go for a bike ride, right. that's the only thing I do all day. I ain't 39 anymore, or 49, or 59. Well, yeah. <laughs> I know. But You're still. a young man, Dave. Oh, Don't yeah. uh, dismiss yourself. You just <laughs> got to make better choices when it comes to water <laughs> hydration. I hear you. And, and, and pick and choose how much exercise you want to do in a day. I don't think there's a doctor in America that would uh, prescribe that much exercise. Probably not. For anybody. I know I wouldn't do it. I'll be the first to say, I'm out. Yeah. But but I did, I did, feel, I did feel inferior. Like, being wheeled out of a golf course, I was like, damn, this is humiliating. Yeah. Well, our, uh, our friend Stephen Hawk has already said uh, Dave is a baby, and mm. I don't think any one of us can argue with that. Compared um, to him, yes, I am. Scott Cohen will be joining us after uh, 7 o'clock today. To talk about uh, talk about sports, so there's that uh, that's you, coming up. Are you? Uh, do you have that snake thing going on at your seven o'clock? I'll tell you what, I've driven every snake out of my neighborhood. <laughs> do you, Snakes don't even come to the house anymore. Same backs. Once they've seen yeah. that papal scepter, mm-hmm. they're like, eh, forget about it. We're not going to that guy's house. That guy's uh, that guy's dangerous. Uh, you are dangerous. There you go. Um, and now it is time. For oh yeah, go ahead. Backs to put the thing on so Dave can put the music on. 
Did you forget? So, so yeah, all the, all well, the technical yeah, stuff going on here behind the scenes, right? Uh, today I learned uh, that uh, severe dehydration or dehydration of long duration typically takes two to three days to resolve with proper treatment. What was that day that you went and uh, did that? No, Saturday, and I, I will say I'm not feeling 100% right now. Uh, dehydration is a deficiency of water in the body. Did you know this? Well, I do now. now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I just I'm going to recap the whole. Uh, I'm 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 like I'm the summary. I'm the health summary at the end of your, your <laughs> ER. Thank you. It's visit. better than extreme yeah. alcohol intoxication. Uh, you're the base state uh, portal. You could have uh, vomiting, diarrhea, excessive sweating, mm-hmm. burns, yes. kidney failure, all, all that, and uh, use of diuretics. May uh, may cause dehydration. Well, I had some coffee that morning too. Well, so there yeah. you go. Uh-huh. Uh, people feel thirsty. Yep. And as dehydration worsens, they may sweat less and excrete less urine. Oh, I was sweating a lot, and, uh, and I did de- urinate on myself at the hospital briefly when they asked me for a sample while I'm laying there on the gurney, and I gave them the sample into the bottle. A little bit extra came out there. Yeah. I cannot begin to tell you how little I needed to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I tell it all, good and bad. Uh, you, you know, you kind of threw me off of that. Well, thing. You just peed yourself a little. Yeah, I did. It's kind of like a precursor of what's yeah. to come later in life. I think. Something tells me it's right around the corner. Yes. Did, did your mom at least bring you new clothes uh, to the hospital so you could change into? Yeah, new shirt. But that didn't help the, what was going yeah. on down there. Oh, that's for sure. Boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, treatment is restoring lost water and mineral salts mm-hmm. such as sodium and potassium mm-hmm. that are dissolved in the blood, sure. which are your electrolytes. Yeah, and you got usually by drinking. And you got bagged up in the in the in the in the room, right? Uh, well, even in the EMT vehicle on the way to the room. Oh, yes, there you go. Yes. Now, for treating this uh, mild dehydration, drinking plenty of water may be all that's needed. But if you're more severe, you need to replace those electrolytes. And if you're not replacing those electrolytes, it's funny you say that because the woman who was running the cash register yeah. at the pro shop at the golf place was saying to me, you know, a tip for this because she was they've probably seen this heat exhaustion. Tons of time. Sure. She said, pack some Pedialyte in your golf bag. Yeah. And then mix it in with your water and chug that out on the golf course. She's absolutely right. Pedialyte is the thing that you get babies back to hydration. Yep. Yeah. But it's so gross to taste. Ugh. Oh, it's yeah. awful. Yeah. Uh, it's a little salty. It's salty. It's a salty and, and too a, sweet yeah. at the same time. But what are you talking about? Uh, Pedialyte and vodka uh, go great together. <laughs> no, I understand that. It, it's, it's Kitty like, Dukakis' favorite, I think. It's like putting a humidifier and a dehumidifier mm-hmm. in the same room. And yeah, that's a real kitty cocktail. Uh, you, you take alcohol <laughs> and you take Pedialyte, and man, you got a one kid cocktail coming right up for you. <laughs> well, there you go, Dave. I'm glad you're okay. Thank you. It's uh, And that is Today I Learned. And me too. On Back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. The news is next. The back Stephen Dave. Stay tuned. Here's your Western Mass news first. Six thirty-five. We're back, Stephen Dave and Rock One Hundred Two. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. So good news for employees at the Roderick Ireland Courthouse. It's going to be experiencing a deep clean this coming weekend. A deep clean for thirty-five thousand yeah. dollars. Starting after the close of business this Thursday, which is. June 30th, by the way, heading into the July 4th weekend. Apparently, there's going to be a sanitization of office monitors, desks, and keyboards. Wait, I'm not done. They're going to clean the light fixtures. They're going to clean the switches. The electronics and appliances are going to be part of the deep clean. They're also going to get disinfected kitchens, 
bathrooms and toilets. They're going to wash the interior windows, the office partitions, Mm. the dispensers, the doors and the tile rails. They're going to dust the window blinds, mop the floors, and wipe down the railings and handles. They're also going to empty the wastebaskets. Ooh, and good. remove the cobwebs. That's there part of the deep, the deep clean going Something on. Something tells me, though, if you work in the courthouse mm-hmm. every day and you feel as if you're susceptible to yeah. any number of airborne diseases, the only real cleanup that you're interested in is when they knock that building down, they're putting all the rubble into, into, uh, into giant dumpsters. Mm-hmm. The work's going to take place from 5 o'clock this Thursday through 4 p.m. on July 5th, which is Tuesday of next week the long july 4th deep clean at the courthouse the latest what a pointless thing that is yeah right i mean if you clean it guess what it's gonna get dirty again and the mold is still there that's right (laughs) it's gonna be every bit as gross as it ever was the latest update about a workplace that's had five deaths from als and at least 60 cancer diagnoses and yet, all I guess it really needed was a Lysol. <laughs> was Lysol? Yes. Was a Lysol and a magic eraser? A deep clean for thirty-five grand. I'm sure the employees at the Roderick Ireland Courthouse are breathing a huge sigh of relief. With, well, that and all those pathogens. Yeah, exactly. Vermont State Police nabbing three Springfield men on drug charges in the Burlington area happened late last week as members of the task force. Arrested 42-year-old Zahir Allah, 28-year-old Keo Jones, and 29-year-old Shawnee Robinson, charged with trafficking cocaine and fentanyl and the sale of cocaine as well. Police are investigating a single vehicle crash in Brimfield that killed three teenagers yesterday morning, approximately 2.50 in the morning on Sunday. Mass State Police responding to reports of a crash, finding a 2006 Nissan Sentra that had gone off the road and rolled over. Three male victims, a 19-year-old, an 18-year-old, a 17-year-old. The identities of the victims have not been released, but the crash is being investigated. Uh, By the way, they were from Holland, West Brookfield, and Oxford. You can look into MassLive.com and Western Mass News for more details. What a horrible story. Yeah. Terrible. Meantime, police are looking for the owner of a truck who stole a Cedar Playhouse from a Crystal Lane driveway in Hadley. Hadley police say the expensive Cedar Playhouse was in the driveway of the home when the pickup truck came by and took it away, thinking that it was meant, you know... Why was it in the driveway? Well, the owner's just had it there temporarily in order to move it, but they didn't mean that it was junk that could be taken yeah, away. Yeah, but, 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 I mean, to be honest, I don't think it's the guy's fault for taking it. If you leave something at the end of your driveway, it's just naturally assumed, hey, this is, this is, uh, this is free stuff for the taking. And, and that's why they're not treating it as a criminal offense. Mm-hmm. They think it's a misunderstanding, and the police will not be pursuing a criminal investigation. They're just looking for the return of the playhouse to its owners. There's a picture of the truck with the playhouse sitting in the back of its truck, by the way. I had uh, on my front lawn for the longest time, this is at my old house, it was an old, uh, like, uh, plow, like, antique plow yeah. thing, right? And uh, one day, I and it was in this area where there was, like, a, there was like a stone little flower bed yeah. thing, and uh, I put it in, in the flower bed, and it was a pretty decent size, you know, thing. And uh, one day, I go to the mow the lawn, and I noticed it's gone, completely gone. And I, this was going back seven years ago. So I had to, I called the police, made, right. a, made a police report, 
and the officer said to me, you know, it's hard. It's going to be hard to prove that because it was so close to the road that somebody would say, oh, well, that's just metal junk. Yeah, I you, thought you were putting it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You no, had no. a thing around There's it. A th- it was in a thing. Yeah. It was in like like a little uh, stone thing. And, and <clears throat> But, you know, the more I thought about it, I'm like, he's right. Like, if you did catch somebody, all they have to say is, well, I thought it was junk. It was at the end of the mm-hmm, road. Right. You know, that that might not be what the real reason is, but yeah. that's the excuse you can use. Years ago, I had like a bunch of really ugly chairs, like the kind of chairs you'd see like in a church basement. Okay. You know, for some sort of, uh, you know, those kind of uncomfortable things you'd see for like a bingo night. Or maybe a, uh, what's the game called where you, you walk around in a circle to music and they have to like- they Musical chairs. Musical chairs. Yeah, so well, it, yeah. Uh, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And they were stackable. Mm-hmm. And we got them. I, I don't even know why we got them or why we right. took them. We, you know, somebody was moved with, had to get rid of them, and for whatever reason, uh, we had them. And I said, you know, this is stupid. We're never going to have thirty-six people sitting in a sitting in perfectly straight rows in our house in these horrible chairs. And you know, we were living in Forest Park at the time. Mm-hmm. It took less than three minutes before somebody <laughs> was ripping these things off and putting them in the back of a truck. So like, well, one person's ceiling is another person's floor. I yeah, mean, that's like a, that's, a gem for somebody, right? It's a real find. Yeah, I mean, if you see something again, if you see something on the end of someone's driveway, you think, no, oh, that mm-hmm. must be for me. And you take it, yeah. It's but not, I've, but I remember your your plow. That was there's no there was there's no, no question, way you could do, yeah. There's no question yeah. that wasn't yeah. left at the bottom so, of the of your property. Somebody uh, somebody took that and probably traded it in for metal or something mm-hmm. like that. And I even went to that. Uh, there was like a junkyard in in Westfield where I was uh, just kind of asking, "Hey, uh, could you keep a lookout for this?" And I was told, uh, "Yeah, we don't we don't do that." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, great." I, See, yeah, we, I, I see. This is the place where people bring manhole covers and go, oh, I don't know where you got those from. <laughs> <laughs> so return the playhouse if you got it. Come on, man. And a staple landmark in Holyoke hit a new milestone over the weekend. The Holyoke Merry-Go-Round, celebrating its 25th anniversary yesterday with 25-cent rides. You ever been on it? I, I've, never, I've never seen it. You ever been on yeah, it? Yeah, no, we, we took our kids there uh, when they were yeah. really small. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was only there for 25 years. Well, is it 25 years? The thing is old. I mean, the thing is an antique. Correct. So, yeah. but, it, but, but where was it before? Was it at the? Was it at Mountain Park or something it, before it, it got it, there? It had been relocated from some other location to Heritage State Park back in 1993. But you're right, Steve. Yeah. It's an antique that was built in 1929. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, we yeah. go on this uh, field trip with the kids back when they were in kindergarten, and that. They would take the the kindergarten trip was to the Holyoke Children's Museum, which is right next door to where the uh, the merry-go-round is. Mm-hmm. And then we go on the merry-go-round afterwards. Well, this thing must have been going like forty miles an hour. Oh yeah, it's, <laughs> it's fast. It yeah. was. It was. I was very surprised the the velocity of the thing because I'm like, oh, I can stand here right next right. to my kid, and I'm like holding on for dear life <laughs> as the thing's spinning around in a circle. Apparently, it, it, it was at Mountain Park. Mm. Uh, back That's what in, I thought. When it opened yeah. in 1894. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. There's there's a couple of these uh, of these carousels that are around New England that are still mm-hmm. operational. A lot of and they're historical landmarks. Sure. Yeah. You know, and this is a. I mean, it's 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 kind of cool. I mean, it used to be you know years ago back in the olden days, you could be on the carousel and you get like these these little hoops mm-hmm. and you you try to throw them in a in a 
uh, you know, while you're spinning around, you try to throw them into these holes into the uh, the side of the uh, the carousel uh, gazebo, whatever the hell okay. you would call it, yeah. for prizes. Yeah. Now Ooh. you couldn't possibly get away with throwing stuff off a carousel because no. you poke, you beat somebody in the head with it. Right. Interesting. Well, well go to, go figure. Congrats to the Holyoke merry-go-round turning twenty-five. But only at that location. 644 with back Steve and Dave. Got a mass hat coming up next. A Springfield woman in the spotlight. Stay tuned. It's straight ahead on Rock 102. We're back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's uh, going to be uh, cloudy this morning with some heavy rain showers and thunderstorms and a high of 77. But it's going to clear by this afternoon. Tomorrow, sunny and clear with a high of 80 at 69. Giggity in downtown Springfield. You ever miss a back Steve and Dave show? Do not worry. You can always check it out on the uh, the daily podcast available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. You'll never miss another back Steve and Dave show again for as long as you shall live. And also, Baxi's musical podcast this week, my guest, Buzz Osborne from the Melvins. They got brand, two brand new albums out. They'll be appearing at the uh, Spaceball Room in Hampton, Connecticut tonight and at the Fet Music Hall in Providence tomorrow. So check that out on rock102.com. Buzz Osborne from the Melvins, one of the most influential bands in the last 40 years. So, the guy who walked on the moon? No, no, no. That would be uh, Buzz Aldrin. But I could see where you would get the two of them mixed up. Mm. Anyhow, that's uh, so check that out on rock102.com. 652 with back Stephen Day. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat. Going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. From Springfield, Massachusetts. What? And pardon me if you guys did this on Friday, but it came in, I think, around 2 o'clock in the afternoon on Friday, at least what I saw on the local news channels. A woman named Audrey Ford Victory. Quite a name. Did you do this story or not? No. No. 61 years old, Ms. Ford Victory. It's a hyphen in there. Gotcha. Audrey Ford Victory. Apparently involved in a fraud scheme. According to the U.S. Attorney's Office, the six... I'm sorry, we did do this story, and you should really apologize for doing this again. I do, then. I apologize. I'm kidding. (laughs) Just keep going. We didn't do it. (laughs) Anyway, she had submitted more than 100 fraudulent pandemic unemployment assistance claims. These are known as PUAs, apparently. And they totaled more than $1.2 million in payments. About half the claims were made from people residing outside of Massachusetts. So she was receiving all sorts of kickback payments from other people. Ford, Ford Victory pleading guilty to wire fraud conspiracy, sentenced to three years of probation with six months to be served in home confinement. Home confinement? Yes. Oh, man, that's that's like the worst punishment ever. Well, yeah, I suppose, but at least if you're in prison, you get the three hots in a cot, you're all taken care of, that's all your medical's I mean. taken care that's of. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, yeah. it depends on how much grief she's going to get from Mr. Ford Victory at home there. Who well, knows? I'm going to guess that Mr. Ford Victory probably knew what was going on <laughs> yeah. since all this cash was rolling in the house that right. no one could explain. We're assuming there's a Mr. Ford Victory in this scenario. We don't know. Um, go ahead. No. Um, speaking of government uh, fraud and things... I, I wound up in in the mail on Friday. I got two snap cards in the mail. Huh? Can Why? you use them? Can you use them to buy stuff? Or it not? says something about uh, because my kids were on like reduced lunch or some reduced or free lunch throughout mm. the school year. 
but everybody was. Everybody was. They did that thing for the pandemic. Like everybody was getting like you know the free lunches at the school, right. and you know because I didn't have to pay anything this year. The previous year you'd put money on this app, and then the kid, you know, takes to, whatever the lunch is. It just re- reduces from that amount that you've that you've put in there. Right. Like you put twenty bucks in, or whatever the kid has lunch for, uh, you know, the next nine months or whatever. Uh, and, yeah, and they said, and it said something. And I said, it's it's good for food. I don't know how much is on it, but honestly, uh, that's the kind of crap that is like government abuse. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need that. That money could be going to somebody else to, that really needs food. Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of like stimulus money. If you're making a certain amount and you don't really need it. I'd almost well, rather give it off to somebody else who I, really and, does need it. And that's the and that's what I'm going to do today. I'm actually going to call that number that that came with it and say, "Hey, uh, am I even really eligible for this?" And 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 if if I'm not, then uh, then I'll just go buy a bunch of food and donate it to the open pantry or something. Good for you. A place that, that 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 can use it. Nice. It's a good idea. Yes, you are the opposite of Ms. Audrey Ford Victory. No, but like, I didn't apply for anything. Mm-hmm. I didn't fill out any paperwork. No, yeah, some, some bureaucratic mistake or whatever it was. I don't even know if it's a mistake. I think this is like a legitimate thing. And I'm like, well, why is everybody getting it? Shouldn't people who like actually need... Uh, I can afford to buy food for my kids. Right. I don't need to, to somebody's assistance to do that. I, I just it, it should be going to somebody who needs it. It's so stupid the way they do things around here. I agree with that. It's 657 with back Steve and Dave. We've got Scott Cohen. Yes, right? Next hour? Yes. All right. Talking sports with him. And in the 102-second sports straight ahead, the 10-day DL for a big baseball star. Give you the details straight ahead on Rock 102. Where do you? And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, I don't mean to alarm anybody here, but the Boston Red Sox have suddenly exploded into second place in the American League East. Yesterday, they not only crushed the Cleveland Guardians 8-3, they pulled within 11 games of the New York Yankees after extending their current winning streak to seven games. This is now their second seven-game winning streak since the beginning of June, and since June 1st, they've only lost four times. I remember a time when they were losing as many as four games in a week. Now look at them, breathing down the Yankees' neck and causing some real disruption in the standings. Why all the optimism? Well, I suppose the Yankees nearly being no-hit by the Houston Astros two games in a row gave me a little cause for optimism. On Saturday, Houston's Christian Javier, Hector Neris, and Ryan Presley combined to throw the first no-hitter against the Yankees in 19 years, blanking New York with a 3-0 shutout. Yesterday, the Yankees were in danger of being no-hit again. But later on, Jaron Judge hit a three-run homer in the 10 to bust the game wide open. And while the Yankees won that game, I'm going to choose to see this as a sudden vulnerability, which would then open the door for the Red Sox to easily glide past that 11-game deficit and make a big move. Do you see where I'm going with this thing? The Sox have gotten themselves in a seven-game winning streak. To me, this is a very surgical, methodical process by which the Red Sox could potentially dismantle everything the Yankees have accomplished so far this season. And if that were to happen, I would be in full support of that sort of thing. Sure, on the surface, it still seems like the Yankees are running away with this thing, but the Red Sox are now have the third best record in the American League and the sixth best record in baseball. 
In other words, the Boston Red Sox are currently the most exciting team in baseball, just weeks after looking, looking like one of the worst. And that, my friends, is the mark of a team that's going places, and going places with a buttload of momentum. And I'm okay with that, too. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You can talk to your butcher about grilling a steak, but if you want to talk about grills, talk to Jack at the East Long Meadow Rockies. Weber Grills, Big Green Eggs, the Traeger Woodfire Grills, Jack and Grills, good people. Rock-solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 710. And Aerosmith with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Look who's here. Scott Cohen, brought to you by Mosquito Shield, your mosquito-free summer. Uh, the local leader in residential mosquito control. Sign up now at MoShield.com. MoShield.com. There you go. Good Is to it, see you, Scotty. Good to see you guys, Did, too. I miss, miss you. What? Did MoShield go, uh, well, yeah, uh, since we're so used to dealing with people who suck blood out of people, <laughs> can we have <laughs> Scott? Hey! Can we sponsor hey! Scott wait, Cohen? Wait to, way to control pests. Yeah, yeah. Buddy, that's it. That? <laughs> that? That didn't take long. No, it didn't take long. Holy Welcome cat. back. Yeah, thanks, man. Hey, let's uh, let's start right into the uh, into the Thunderbirds here. Okay. So they 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 lost the Stanley uh, Stanley Cup, the Calder Cup they finals. Did. Yep. In five games. Yep. But you know what? I mean, because I mean, I was reading online some people kind of saying, you know, they didn't have it in them. There was just you know, they, they, you know, bad mouth on them here, bad mouth on them there, and I'm thinking. What are you people complaining about? The fact that they were the the Eastern Conference champions, the fact that they were in the playoffs. How many years has it been since yeah. you know a Springfield hockey team has been in the playoffs? Right, years, nineteen ninety something. It was it, it, yes. in the early nineties. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, when I worked at you know when I worked at Channel Forty doing the sports all those years. You know, we would just sit there, oh, maybe, maybe this year, maybe this year, maybe this year, and they would come so close, but they never, never made the playoffs. I think the most important thing that happened during this season, never mind the fact that they went as far as they did, but in the last year the Falcons were here, they averaged 3,100 people per game. I yep. hate to always bring it about, about attendance, but it really kind of shows. It goes, that's all that, what that, it's all about for those people. That people like, like the Bruce Landons of the world – had it right. If you give them something worth going to, you give them a good team, they will come they out. They will come out. This year, they when they had 3,100 people per game, they were dead last in attendance. This season, 5,375 per game, good for 12th place Damn. and 7th in the Eastern Conference. Yep. It just goes to show you that, if, you know, that, that Springfield does have the capacity to support their local sports team. And to me, if there's anything that's learned out of this season – you know, I, I congratulate the city of Springfield almost as much as I congratulate the Thunderbirds because to me they're both winners in this. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I, I think all of us probably. I mean, you took your kids uh, there. Um, yeah, last week. Yeah. Your girls uh, to a game, and uh, you know, Dave is gone. We've all gone. Mm -hmm. You know, the what the biggest difference between between now and when uh, Bruce Landon owned the team, and you know, this is no no criticism of Bruce. It's just kind of the the way sports entertainment is now you go to that you go to one of those ahl games at the mass mutual center and i mean it's fun you it's in some ways it's almost like the hockey game is just the thread 
that ties the whole thing together. They they do such a great job with, you know, with the audio visual. They've got this crazy knucklehead. Um, and I say that with all due respect, the cowboy guy who runs around with the uh, microphone. Oh, I thought and, you were talking about Pat Kelly. And, I think he is talking about Pat I think Kelly. I kind of am talking about Pat. But no, the guy that runs around and he's got the kids involved and he's, you know, it's it's a big family fest. And yeah. that that's... They, just, they need to make their money, and the nice thing about this year is they did, and we got a real good hockey team on top of well, it. Well, so. for the complainers, by the way, mm-hmm. out of 23 AHL teams, they were second best. I mean, come on. And that True. Chicago you know, team is, you know, that they'd been there before. Right. That, that's a, that was a, you know, we're the sport of it. That Chicago team's yeah. a good team. They, they just got beat by a better team. End of story. That's it. Yes. Yep, that's it. Chicago so, won 50 games during the regular season. Yeah, that's, I, a, I, I that's a good I, I team. Springfield won 43, right? Yep. Second place. Second or, place. Or third place in number of wins mm-hmm. for the regular season. And, you know, and the fact of the matter is, you know, three or four months ago, we weren't even thinking of the Thunderbirds. No. In in you know this deep into uh, into the postseason, yep. if you get to the postseason at all, but it's like you know it sh- it shows you one, it's a gr- good organization locally. Mm-hmm. St. Louis is a good organization, you know, you know, putting really good players on the ice, and you know Springfield really showed its colors this, this season, and I have to applaud Springfield for doing that. Yep. yep. And but, uh, speaking uh, and speaking of uh, not three months ago, not thinking that a team was going to uh, do anything. Um, segue into the into the Red Sox. Holy moly, man! Night, uh, then I got these numbers from this morning. Mm-hmm. They've won eleven to thirteen, seven in a row. They're nineteen and seven for the month of June. This mm-hmm. is their second seven game winning streak of June. Uh, of June, of yeah. June. Yeah, they're ni- nineteen and seven. They've um, you know, they'd be in they'd be in first place in two of the other divisions in in Major League Baseball. They they'd be I think they'd be the number one wild card team right now. Yep. And I watch I was uh, I was talking to a buddy of mine up at the club, uh, um, uh, J Boy, and uh, he's a guy. He's so famous he's got a handle. We don't even have to call him by his name. But he was he, you know he's a big kind of like baseball historian, and he was talking about the the monumental uh, uh, you know switch they threw and how they've they've just come completely around. Mm-hmm. I was watching the game yesterday. They had 15 hits, 11 walks. Everybody in that lineup, up and down the lineup, contributed, is contributing to this team. They're they're good. They're, they're good. They're the most exciting team in baseball, and they are breathing down the Yankees' neck yeah. by only 11 games. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but you know, I told you guys this, and stop freaking out about it because they were almost in last place. They were second to last place, yeah. and then now they're they're in second place. Mm-hmm. Yes, granted, there's 11 games, but you don't know what's going to happen. Now. You know, the All Star game hasn't even happened yet. Right. Once that happens. And and the Yankees this weekend were almost no hit twice. Yeah, which yeah. you know, I mean, that's first of all they had it. They were no hit for the first time in uh, nineteen years by uh, by Houston, and they were nearly no hit again yesterday. Yep, which would be in, in, almost inconceivable. And they're still on a historic run. Yeah, despite yeah. that. And they, I mean, and Aaron Judge, what did he do? He won. He won the first game of the series, I think, with a walk-off home run, and he did it again yesterday. So, yeah, the Yankees aren't going anywhere. But, I mean, I remember, what is it, 1978 when, you know, the uh, the Red Sox and Yankees had, had that great uh, one-game playoff. Mm-hmm. I think there was a Sports Illustrated cover, and it had Billy Martin on it, and he just had this exasperated look on his face. 
I think the Yankees had a 13 and a half game lead on July 30th of that year. Right. And so here we are in June, like Steve said, not even at the All-Star break. Um, Yankees aren't going anywhere. I don't know whether the Red Sox will have what it takes to make up an 11 game deficit, but they're right there, man. Mm -hmm. They're right there. Uh, Stanley Cup is over. Yep. And uh, Tampa loses. Two-time Stanley Cup champion finally yep. loses. Uh, big thing there is um, uh, Kale McCarr um, from UMass. Um, he um, he won. Um, he was Hockey East Player of the Year in college. He won the Hobie Baker Award, which is given to the top collegiate hockey player in the country. He won the Calder Trophy, I believe, as Rookie of the Year. Yes. He won the Norris Trophy as defenseman. Um, def- uh, defenseman of the year this year. He was the MVP in for the Stanley Cup, 29 points in 20 games. He wins the Conn Smythe Trophy, and he's won the Stanley. He won the Stanley Cup. Yeah. that is just like there's not a, his trophy room is not big enough to put all of those trophies in there. Yeah. That kid is a generational player, mm-hmm. and he played right up the road. Fantastic, crazy. So what about golf? You were, we were talking about uh, golf uh, right before yeah, we Yeah, I got some guys. Uh, Dave, you'll appreciate this. Had some guys talking on Facebook yesterday um, that if you you show me you show me a golf tournament where the winning score is like twenty under par, and I'll show you a golf course that's too easy. The TPC River Highlands is. It's a. It's not even a. It's not even a golf tournament anymore. It's more of just like a carnival. Yeah. But I. I. You know. I said to the guys, people like watching birdies. Um. You know. A par and two, three under pars. We reserve those for the major championships. People want to see birdies, but that that course is too easy. I've played it. Have you played it? I have. Yeah. And but the end of that course, the 15, 16, 17, where you play around this lake. Yep. It's exciting. Well, no, it's totally exciting yeah. because the score the score can vary so yep. so quickly because they can make birdies on those risk holes. reward on that par four. No doubt. You know, so yeah, I mean, yep. I think it's like the extremes. Like you want to see birdies, or maybe you want to see them really struggle to make yeah. par. In between is like meh, meh. You know. So, but it's a, it's the most what one of the most well attended, if not the most well attended, yeah. uh, tournament on tour a year after year. They do a great job down there, but man, I did. They just need to toughen that golf course uh, mm. up just a little bit. Yeah. You know, we didn't talk about this going in, but uh, it's an interesting story, and I'd like to get your thoughts on it because uh, the Miami Hurricanes have just signed a recruit. It's a quarterback named uh, Jaden Rashada. Uh, this is a it's a four star prospect considered to be like the number seven quarterback in the in, in this year's class. He just signed a name, image, likeness contract. For nine point five yeah, million dollars, and that wasn't even the highest bid for his services. He just really wanted to go to Miami. Nine point five million dollars yeah. for a high school senior who hasn't thrown a single pass in college mm-hmm. is being given that kind of money by a team booster, and it's totally legal. I know the laws have changed on these things, but I just can't help but feel that when push comes to shove. We are going to regret these things. We be- are, bud. because it changes, it changes college sports immeasurably and not in a good way. No, it's I. You know, I don't. I mean, obviously, they they knew that this was one of the aspects of when they allowed the kids to 
you know, uh, uh, benefit by their likeness. And you're right, Bax. It's like you get you get a guy who, <clears throat> excuse me, owns a chain of car dealerships and he's got all this money and he, he throws it at the kid you just mentioned. And that kid goes to Miami strictly because of the money that that's what they used to throw people in NCAA jail for. Yeah. You know, 10 years ago and give give uh, uh, programs, you know, the quote unquote death penalty. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you can't they shut program. They shut programs down for doing what's happening now and what they made think, legal think about it, how many t- uh, how many ncaa teams in the past were given like the the death sentence yeah and uh and, and unable to compete but this but this kid he also had another offer from florida right with the gators for 11 million dollars and left that on the table for nine and nine and a half it's just what bothers me is like okay you know what these are schools that are charging the average academic student 50 60 almost seventy thousand dollars a year to attend yep there's no name, image, and likeness uh, for the know, math student. For the math student, or the or the kid who's a, <laughs> got an engineer looking for an engineering degree, right? Who's you know going to be walking out of there with a quarter of a million dollars in college debt, right? It to me, there's just something inherently unfair about giving a kid nine point five million dollars without earning it yet, and it just it, 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 I just I just think it's bad for for college sports. And and you know, good. On the other hand. I'm going to play the devil's advocate here and say that you're going to reward somebody for activities beyond academic activities. I got a buddy of mine whose kid is an undergraduate in college and was just rewarded, and I use the air quotations, with a multi-million dollar contract with Sony because he's talented as a singer. So how do you prevent one person from earning that kind of money, whereas you have to allow it in sports you can't allow it in other areas it's a you know it's a it's a sticky situation yeah, that, i agree with you Bax. i agree with you that winds up being a job offer yes. before graduation yes that's, to me that's a little bit different okay you know that's different than a kid who hasn't proven anything yet mm-hmm. hasn't given anything to miami and they're giving they're you know they're unloading this this bucket load of cash on this kid yep. you know to me psychologically it's i mean Look, when you were 18 years old and someone gave you a check for $9.5 million, right. do you think you would have helped, you know, dealt with that the right the right way? Well, yeah. and you assume this singer, Bax, is being given a certain amount of money, but he'll earn 10 to 20 times that when he does the job that you're talking about. So I don't know. It's it's complicated. I think I think maybe the you know the kind of the bottom I think this I think the spirit of their decision to allow this is probably overall good and there's always going to be you know the red herring like this you know the 9.5 million dollar guy and there's there's always going to be that but it, it, at least you know the vast majority of of college athletes are not going to sign right. million dollar contracts but they they will benefit somehow some way on their local campus with with these uh with these opportunities so but yeah think of the power that kid has who he's not listening to the He's a nine. He's the nine million dollar guy. Yeah, he's not listening to the coach. He's not. Right. Yeah, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. And, and the odds are he's going to fail in the long run, probably. When because it, it's the Miami Hurricanes and well, Alabama's going to beat him every time. What's the matter, yeah. Dave? You're playing for you're playing for second place. So <laughs> what's the matter, Dave? You looked uh, like something was going on over there. Nothing. I just thought that was coming from my computer, but apparently it's not. No, that's coming from my computer. Gotcha. Yeah. Because we're all out of time. Scott, good to see you. Yeah, good to see you guys too. Scott Cohen brought to you by uh, Mosquito Shield, MoShield.com, seven twenty-five. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock One Hundred Two.
728 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. That's your uh, Marty, as your voice, or Marty, uh, Pat Kelly, the yeah. voice of your Springfield Thunderbirds. Oh, that, right there that, in that last commercial? Yeah. Right there. Yeah. That's uh, that's the man. And and now unemployed. And by the Until way, next season. I thought you were the good luck charm for this team. I yeah. thought uh, you were going to bring the Calder Cup here to Springfield and let it stay. Let for me at point least out, year. I was out of state at the very end here. Oh, you got an answer for everything, don't you? <laughs> Uh, tomorrow, Judy Matt is supposed to be here from the Spirit of Springfield. The 4th of July fireworks are coming up, oddly enough, on the 4th of July. Mm. If you want to find out uh, where fireworks are going to be in your area, all you have to do is go to rock102.com to find fireworks near you, like in Chickabee, Northampton, Enfield. All those displays are going to be up on the uh, the Rock 102 website. I saw uh, fireworks this weekend. Mm-hmm. We were up in uh, Vermont, and, uh, you know, it, it, I mean, it's a town of 700 people. I mean, it's a little... Pimple yeah. on the on the ver- on the very backside of uh, of Vermont, and the only place you belong, it's in a pimple. Let me tell you something. They had a fabulous dis- uh, fireworks display. Sweet. I was like like really impressed. For seven hundred people, I felt like there was like you know a, a firework for every for every citizen in the town. It was like I was blown yeah. away. Couldn't believe it. I'm surprised they didn't get confiscated when they were bringing them across the state line from New Hampshire. Oh, I I don't believe that uh, explosives are. Uh, are uh, are illegal in Vermont? I don't think anything is illegal in Vermont. The way I see it, is it? For, I thought, it, but New Hampshire was the one that has got the. It's like Thunderdome. Yeah, they there, right? they no, advertise. There's no rules, <laughs> but I think there's a there's a chance these, these may have been homemade bombs. But it was really really good. Cool. Did, yeah, was, it was awesome. Was it also a uh, gender reveal party? Remember that guy up in Vermont <laughs> that did, he is something like uh, fifty pounds of tannerite. And yeah. he and he, mm-hmm. he actually like made a seismic scale <laughs> registered on the on the uh, yeah yeah was that, that's that's probably a little bit yeah. much but good times yeah so Judy Matt will be here tomorrow to talk about the uh, the Springfield fireworks display seven thirty we got news next to Rock one hundred two here's your Western we're back Steve and Dave and Rock one hundred two it's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement mention Rock one hundred two and save twenty five hundred dollars off the cost of labor during Yankee Home. Thank you, America sale going on now through July 4th. Call Yankee Home and mention Rock 102 all month long. It's time for news, and here's Dave Coombs. Our top two stories all about happy employees on different levels. First, at the Roderick Ireland Courthouse, employees there will be happy because coming up this weekend, there's going to be a deep clean occurring. Of course, they've had problems with mold and five deaths from ALS and at least 60 cancer diagnoses over the years. So... Uh, one of the solutions is the $35,000 deep clean that's going to take place this weekend. Oh, all the smiling faces of the people that work at the courthouse. See? You're going to go there in the jury room, and people are just going to welcome you with open arms. Hello, and welcome to our bright, shiny, new, clean courthouse. By the way, don't touch anything. Mm-hmm. So the sanitization... Don't sit so close to the ventilation. Right. The sanitization is going to include office monitors, desks, and keyboards. Also, the bathrooms and toilets. There's going to be... A window washing that's going to occur as part of this deep clean. The floors are going to be mopped, and the garbage cans are going to be emptied. Dave, well, shouldn't these things be considered regular, everyday maintenance? You would think, right? They're uh, also going to remove the cobwebs as part of the deep clean. They haven't done that in the <laughs> cleanings that they've been doing for the last uh, nine months after good, this whole thing Good point, Steve. Good point. I mean, uh, oh, are they going to use that BG song too? How how deep is your rug? Mm. How deep is your rug? Is your rug going deep? They're going to. I really need to know. They're going to disinfect the kitchens. Uh, they're going to clean the light switches and fixtures. Mm-hmm. 
and they're, they're also really, going to dust the window blinds. Man, too. they are really getting their elbows into this, aren't they? Yep. That deep clean again, $35,000 worth. It's going to take place from this Thursday at 5 p.m. all the way through Tuesday, July 5th at about 4 p.m. Oh, but, you won't need to worry about cancer. You won't need to worry about uh, mus- ALS, a, yeah. a muscular uh, right. dystrophy right. disease. You won't need to worry about any of those things. Not now that you've got those clean light switches and the garbage has been taken out. Right. I think we need a deep clean here at the radio station, too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we just saying. We, 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 our cleaning staff does a fine job doing whatever the hell they can. So you got happy employees at the Roderick Ireland Courthouse. Mm-hmm. You also maybe have happier employees at the Big Y. Why? Because they like you. No, because they're getting raises. Big Y's been in business for 86 years, and they're going to be giving hundreds of thousands of dollars in additional pay to their employees. Close to a third of the workforce has more than 10 years of service. And over the weekend, the starting pay rates for all clerks, customer service guys and girls, fresh food and center store specialists, along with assistant department managers, increased. It resulted in pay increases across the board for about 7,600 employees of Big Y. Wow. That's close to three-fourths of the retail workforce at the grocery giant. It will cost the company, it says, between $8 million and $10 million to execute these raises for its employees. You know, uh, not for nothing. You give a Big Y employee a raise, mm-hmm. that's almost enough for them to buy food at a Big Y. There you go. Almost. So or any grocery store for that matter. Well, that's why they're smiling today. That's mm-hmm. why they're happy there, just like the folks at the Roderick Ireland Courthouse. Well, it's no surprise, Bax. It's your Big Y. I got no problem with Big Y. I'm just saying that groceries around the country are very expensive. Mm-hmm. Almost making me think I should eat cheaper food. But <laughs> Please. Oh, you got to eat healthy, and healthy eating healthy costs a little bit extra money. There's a Cedar Playhouse from Hadley. That's been taken by mistake, apparently, and police in Hadley would like it returned, as would the owners of the Cedar Playhouse. They put it at the end of their driveway. Somebody pulled up with a truck and took it. It's thought to be a misunderstanding, so police not pursuing a criminal investigation. They're just looking for the return of the Playhouse to its rightful owners in Hadley. I rarely ever grab something off of someone's driveway. I mean, it's it's got to be something like really, really good, you know, interesting to me for me to even consider picking up your refuse. I saw like a a beautiful couch yesterday, yeah. uh, you know, driving around town. Yeah, and I thought, hmm, that would look kind of good in our rumpus room. Mm-hmm. But then I thought, it's somebody else's couch. It's somebody else's couch. Yeah. I don't know what they've done on that couch, and I don't yeah. know the reason why they're getting rid of it. Uh, I have never had a problem getting rid of things on the side of the road. Yes, uh, I live on a on a on a pretty main drag uh, through the town of Huntington, and there's uh, lots of traffic to go by. So I just put, I had an old grill I had to get rid of. It was the thing was like rusted to crap. Sure, but some it's valuable to somebody. So I wheeled that thing down onto the uh, the front lawn, and mm-hmm. uh, somebody came and picked it up within like four or five days. Somebody drove by and picked it up. Probably a scrapper. How about that? That's about what it was good for. Vermont State Police nabbed three Springfield guys on drug charges in the Burlington area. Members of the task force arresting 42-year-old Zahir Allah, 
28-year-old Keo Jones and 29-year-old Shawnice Robinson, all charged with trafficking cocaine and or fentanyl and all this and or the sale of cocaine. Oh, won't you please, Shawnice Robinson? <laughs> he probably knows that tune. Yeah, I don't know if he does. He might have it on his iPod. Who knows? And as long as we're talking about drugs, a 60-year-old dude in Alabama got caught with meth last Thursday. His name is Alan Burnett. And while he was caught with the drugs on Thursday night, he was wearing a bright purple T-shirt that read, quote, I'm too good for drugs. Arrested for meth near his home in Asheville, Alabama, about 45 miles outside of Birmingham. Charged him with the possession of methamphetamine and drug paraphernalia. He was still wearing the T-shirt, I'm too good for drugs, when his mug shot was taken. You can check it out. Well, he might not have been using the drugs. He might have just been selling the drugs. So maybe he is too good for drugs. Maybe what he was doing is he's wearing a T-shirt to make you think he's not doing drugs. Like a whole psychological ploy. If I wear this nice T-shirt, no one will suspect that I'm a drug dealer or a drug user. Well, you can check. I've got the shirts. You can check out Alan Burnett's mugshot on the smoking gun if you want to go check him out in his T-shirt and Your decide Honor, for yourself. Your Honor, sure. I am completely in, uh, completely innocent. I have the shirt to prove it. There have been other people arrested in the last year wearing T-shirts reading "Who needs drugs?" No, seriously, I have drugs. And then at least two other people busted while wearing Dare T-shirts. This was just last yeah. year alone. You got to be careful when you're uh, wearing that funny T-shirt around town. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yes, you do. The uh, you know the uh, uh, there was one that says uh, X days sober, and it was like five. It was all the days were crossed out, like the, the, <laughs> they had started over and over and over again. Yeah, and that was a guy who was, had a mugshot that said uh, you know X days sober. He clearly needed a reset on the shirt because it, he he had been drinking. Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy, yeah, go figure. And in Connecticut, they got a problem going on, so much so that police have had to issue a warning. People are thinking they're seeing Christmas ornaments showing up in trees. State officials warning that they're not festive decorations showing up early. They're actually communities of wasps, but they look like Christmas ornaments. They're tan-colored globes, easily mistaken for fruit or, in this case, Christmas ornaments. And the Connecticut Fish and Wildlife Association had to actually issue a warning. What do white Anglo-Saxon Protestants have to do with uh, Mm. being in Connecticut? Different kind of wasp. Oh. (laughs) Wildlife officials in Connecticut sharing photos that showed more than a dozen of the galls. Who knew there was even a word for it? It's a gall. It's a G-A-L-L. That's the word for like a a, a wasp's nest, apparently. No idea. Hanging from oak trees, some of them in clusters. They're not Christmas ornaments, okay? I uh, I have some uh, friends. I, I I shared this a couple of years ago. They have uh, they have this big giant fiberglass moose in their front yard. Mm-hmm. They they picked it up somewhere, like at a at an antique shop up in Vermont, and uh, it's huge. It's huge and it's blue. And then uh, there was a wasp nest started to form on it, right where the uh, moose bag would be, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Ooh, so okay. it looked like a giant uh, sack mm-hmm. on the moose. Hmm. And it was just, I wonder if they planned it that way when they were looking <laughs> at it. Like, you know, it would be funny. Because you got to think there's a wasp like me out there going, you know, it would be really funny if we put balls on that moose. <laughs> Build our nest yeah. right here. Yeah, right there, right in the little crevice. I got your nest right here. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> we think the moose would probably get tired of that pretty quick. Well, <laughs> it's not the moose's uh, issue at this point. It's uh, it's mine. 
It is 7.42 with back Steve and Dave. Coming up next and now hear this. My brush with greatness with audio off a plane that I took this weekend. Plus a singer evicted for her horrible singing. All that and more straight ahead on Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock at 7.48 and Cheap Trick. We're back, Stephen Dave, on Rock 102. Going to be uh, cloudy this morning with some heavy rain showers and thunderstorms possible uh, and a high of 76, but clearing by this afternoon. And then tomorrow, sunny and bright with a high of 80. It's 71 right now in downtown Springfield. At 748, we're back, Stephen Dave. Now hear this. Now hear this. Do you truly hear what I'm saying? Sound off like you got a pair. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. Clip number one from Jay Leno, who was in town over the weekend doing a show at uh, MGM's Roar Club and Western Mass News caught up with him backstage for an exclusive interview. I'm from Massachusetts, so it's like coming home, you know. I played all these gigs 40 years ago, you know. Uh, audience is a little bit different. You know, you, you, there's different feeling now. I used to do a lot of politics. I don't anymore because everybody is on one side or the other. And as soon as you mention a politician, they wait, what's this going to be about? Oh, okay, that's funny because it's the guy I hate so I, As opposed to just laughing at the joke. Jay Leno, 72. Mm. Talking to Western Mass News. Actually, I think it was at uh, Symphony Hall. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, not, not a roar. I think Roar would have been a little bit too uh, too tight for that. Yeah, for that show. Roar was Roar the one that had John Mulaney recently. Is that no, right? No, Symphony, Symphony Both Hall. Symphony Hall. Okay. Yeah. Well, in any case, I can sort of identify with what Jay Leno says about the comedy that's political. Probably not a good idea these days. Everyone is split, and they really can't accept jokes about the other side. And most comedians do jokes only about one political side or the other, not both. Well, because have either one of you guys seen the uh, the new George Carlin documentary, the one that was just done by uh, Judd Apatow? No, really, really good. And you know, towards the end of his life, it was all political uh, for him because he he kind of, I mean, he had several different phases of his career, and you wonder, you know, what would a George Carlin be like today? What kind of material would he do? today with all the things that are going on right actually really good it was actually a really good documentary well and he he would be considered a liberal i think he would have um, mostly it, been it, it it depends because on certain things it wasn't it wasn't necessarily about one political ideology i don't think he trusted any political ideology yeah well this is why i like johnny carson back in the day because he would poke fun at Anybody, both political sides. Whereas these days, you watch Fallon, you watch Kimmel, you watch any of these guys, and they only pick, you know, they only make fun of one side politically, which I think is not smart. You're ticking off half your audience every time you do that. That's what they do. Clip number two from the guy I met sitting next to me on the airplane. When I headed down to Vero Beach over the weekend, I took a flight from Bradley to Philly and then had to catch a connector flight. And. While I was seated next to this guy, he introduced himself, and he's world famous. And here's a clip from his YouTube page. What's going on? My name is Lucas Decker, and I've been yo-yoing for over eight years. And within that time, I've competed at several yo-yo contests and make lots of yo-yo content for my YouTube channel. I look forward to working with you to take your yo-yo skills to the next level. Lucas Decker, yo-yo champion. Let me and guess. He was headed, by the way, 
to the Yo-Yo National Championships in the Phoenix, Arizona area. Wow. I mean, could we just stop what we're doing right now and focus on this? Because mm, right? this is fascinating. Did you recognize him from YouTube? Or? I did not. Hey, wait a minute. Have I seen you and do you have a Yo-Yo handy? He's got a million viewers on YouTube, by the way. And when we were talking about it, he was the one who introduced himself. And I think he kind of wanted to be recognized, you know, but I didn't. And so he said, hey, how are you? Where are you headed? And so I told him where I was headed to, you know, yeah. my stepfather's big birthday celebration in Florida. And then that gave him the entree. Well, I'm headed to the national championships of yo-yo in Phoenix, Arizona. And huh. guess what? He had a heat exhaustion experience over the weekend, uh, just like you did. It's like, uh, you know, uh, you were meant to meet him. He might have. He hard, might to, have. hard to imagine a guy going to a yo-yo convention wasn't driven there by his mom. Right. <laughs> right. He, he was flying all by himself for the first time at the, wow. age, at the age of 20. That is something. He was the first time? Yes, at the age of 20. A yo-yo champion's first time on an airplane, you and think he, he get sits a, next to Dave Coombs. You'd think he'd get a private jet with those, kinds <laughs> yeah. of, with those kind of credentials. And by the way, he did have... In the seat under, underneath him there, a carry-on bag with all sorts of yo-yos. And he, he opened it up for me. It had a dozen signature yo-yos. With He's got a, like a big deal with this yo-yo company he, where he has his own signature on these yo-yos. And he had one sitting next to him, too. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were, a, we were a, a match made in heaven, Steve. Yeah, yeah boy. Yeah. Wow. Did yeah. you exchange phone numbers and everything? I have his phone number if we'd yeah. like to, and he would you be You got his number? Yes, of course I Why? did. Why? So we could do an interview with him if you guys wanted to. Uh, I don't know. You didn't just, you didn't predict the future fine. on that one, did that's you? That's fine. That's fine. We don't need to, but I'm I'm saying, you know. Did you at least get an ID from the guy? I did not. Is it a I real number? An, I didn't have I didn't have any audio <laughs> device. Ready. He gave you a fake number. Probably. probably. I haven't tried it yet. And the worst part is he gave you that card that had one punch left for a free (laughs) sub sandwich. And now he's wishing he didn't give you the fake number. No, he gave me a card for a free yo-yo lesson. Because he does that. And you're going to take him up on that, aren't you? Sure. I bet you are. Uh, You'll be walking the dog in no time. (laughs) What I didn't check was how he did in the National Yo-Yo Championships. Oh, Christ, let's look it up. Well, well, I'll get to it in the sports coming up in a few minutes, guys. (laughs) Meantime, clip number three from a woman whose neighbors want her evicted for her horrible singing. And here she is displaying why that's occurring. Eye of the tiger is the cream of the fight. Rising up to the challenge of our rivals and the less known survivors in the night and he's keeping his on the eyes of the tiger so there she is her neighbors want her evicted i don't know it's off she's awful good right it's not as bad as it no, it's, yeah. that's, that's about what all karaoke is. Right, but how often is she doing this? That's pr- that's the key to it. It's not like mm-hmm. her neighbors are upset, not because she did it once. Right. She's doing it all the time. Well, you can read about it in the New York Post, by the way. They put the uh, article up over the weekend, and it's uh, gone viral on TikTok. That, mm. that video that she herself recorded displaying why she thinks she doesn't deserve to be evicted from her apartment even though the neighbors want that to happen. <laughs> yes, man, I'll tell you what. That's tough. What was this uh, yo-yo dude's name? Lucas Decker. 
Lucas Decker. Well, it doesn't look like he... Uh, yeah. They haven't even updated their website <laughs> right. to show yeah, you the no. results. I kind of figured. Yeah. Still here in, 20, in 2019 results. Yes. It's too bad. Well, they didn't have one, I think, the last couple of years because of COVID. Understood. But, yep. uh, you know, this kid's really all you uh, all you say he is. You know, you'd like to see them update their website a little bit more. Yeah, and but you can check out his fantastic tricks if you go to his own YouTube site, or he's got his own website. I think it's like yoyochampion.com or something like that. I'll post it on the Facebook page for you budding yo-yoists out there. It's 756 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810 and Led Zeppelin with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's uh, going to be uh, cloudy this morning and then maybe some heavy rain showers and thunderstorms throughout the Pioneer Valley, uh, but clearing this afternoon and a high of 76. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 80 at 72 in downtown Springfield. I said I rode next to a yo-yo champion on one of my flights over the weekend, and that was not my only brush with greatness on an airplane, by the way. Mm. There was, As, oh, th- there's, there's more? Yes. Before we get back this to- This is the, the second best story? Yeah. Before we get back to the yo-yo thing, while I was boarding my connecting flight in Charlotte, North Carolina yesterday, yeah. who do I see but Dan Williams boarding the same flight. So there you go. Dan Williams from Rock 102. You got it. No kidding. He and I surrounded by yo-yos all weekend. <laughs> you know, when you think about this yo-yo kid, and by the way, do we have any results uh, of this weekend's I'm championship? I'm looking again, and you guys didn't find anything, and neither am I, actually. National <sighs> Yo-Yo Contest 2022 says the event has ended, but... There's no results because nobody updated the Facebook page. Probably right. He's a young 20-year-old kid, you said, right? Yeah. How from d- from uh, Bethel, Connecticut, by the way. What do you do with the rest of your adult life if the greatest thing that you've ever achieved is becoming a national yo-yo champion? Is that something that you put like a eHarmony profile or your match.com? Yeah, I'm looking for a lady who likes long walks on the beach and doesn't mind if I... Walk the yo- dog. Yeah, walk <laughs> walk yeah. the dog or mm-hmm. do the cat's cradle or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, there's a picture, by the way, of all the contestants on NationalYoYoContest.com, uh-huh. really? and they're all dudes, uh, except uh, for one. Yeah, uh, there's so, a, there's a chick. Listen, any one of them bring a date? No. Listen, it's uh, it's something I couldn't do. I don't even I don't know how to work a yo-yo that well. Steam. I mean, all I know is how to get it up and down, but right. then like I don't know how to do all those crazy tricks. I think it's kind of impressive when all somebody right. does when somebody able to do something like but that. But let me ask you this. Yeah. Is it a skill you'd want to have? No. No, it's not. And, and if and, you had it, if you had it, would you necessarily tell a complete stranger on a plane, you'll never <laughs> guess what I can do? Well, he was proud of it, Bax. I mean, he was watching yo-yo videos the entire flight. On his phone, he was watching yo-yo videos. He's, I mean, he's all in. Yeah. He's all in. That's uh, I'm embarrassed by it. That's why I don't say, hi, I'm Steve from the Back Steve and Dave Show. <laughs> well, I understand that. <laughs> right. that's, that's, a, that's, you know, that's the kind of thing that professionally could yeah. hurt you down the you, road. You don't yeah. want to tell anybody that. Yeah. That but I, would, yeah. I would just, you know, there are certain things uh, that people do, certain things that people like, like they're deeply into. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I just, it's like, uh, I just, uh, I, I feel in a way that the social awkwardness of having that skill set would almost make me not want to do it. Well, you know who's proved this is Rain Wilson, the actor. I don't know if you've seen this, but he hosts a series of these kind of things about 
wackos like this. One of them was about yo-yo contestants. Again, Another one was about the cheese roller people, you know, the roll yeah. and they've chased the, the cheese wheel down the, the hill. You sure. Know. I, you two guys are, are labeling them as some sort of like freaks or something. It, it, it's a it's a hobby. Yes. And, and, and if the guy's the national championship, then let him be proud of that. But I mean, if you're a national. It's like saying I'm a, I'm a Massachusetts broadcaster hall of famer. Yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I don't go into rooms and say that. I don't announce that. I just if you know if they figure because it out everybody own- knows already. Well, right, <laughs> but uh, you know there's just there are certain. I think at that level, when you are a national champion, you're you're. It's no longer just a hobby. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is an obsession for you, right? I mean, it, it, listen, you know, we've we've mentioned this before. We had a former employee here who was a nationally ranked uh, square dance caller, hmm. and uh, I could not bring myself to have that conversation with him because I was feeling like, am I going to let something slip out that's going to offend this very, very nice man, you know, who's very much into square dance calling. You know, mm-hmm. this is a guy that does the do-si-do and the, and the, the up to the middle and back and promenade with your neighbor. That's what he would do. Well, I could have, I, we also had a, an employee here uh, once upon a time who was a, um, <clears throat> a life coach. Okay. Again, I could never hire that guy as a life coach. Now, let me ask a question. The guy that was a square dance caller? Yeah. What, what job did he have here at the radio station? What type of job did he have? It was a technical job. Okay. So he was an IT guy, maybe? Is yes. that fair to say? So my theory on this kind of stuff is he is the best IT guy slash square dance caller in the world, if you combine the two and you maybe rated each skill on a scale of one to ten, mm-hmm. there's nobody in the world that could do a better job of being both an IT guy and a square dance caller than that guy. I understand your See point. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I understand your point, yep. but I think you're trying to polish a turd here. <laughs> I think, because you know, to me, I, I just, in these three examples that I've given you, I just hear the word... Uh, dork being splashed uh, like like the Hollywood sign. I don't know. I mean, I think to Steve's point, it's a yeah. hobby. It's a skill that he's polished. He's proud of it. Let me ask you something, Mr. Music Man. Yeah? What makes you so cool being into all of those albums and records? It's the same thing, but you don't see that as being, I'm a nerd or, or this is dorky because... Sure. There's some sort of you have added some sort of coolness to this crap that you like. Good sure. So yeah. right, you know, not well, everybody. I'm, I'm, I'm bringing credibility to the table, but huh? not everybody likes that kind of thing. Of course not. It's not but, for everybody. No, yeah. but there's a certain amount of people that do, and you have a following that listens to this thing. Right. Good point. I'm not one of them, but um, you know, <laughs> and Lucas Decker's bringing credibility. Yeah. All right. To yeah. yo-yo. Well, I, I'm well. Let me ask you, Steve, and yeah. I'll ask you too, Dave. Okay. Um. And I'm sure I, I, I'm. Yeah, I think the Dixie Cup thing pretty much explains everything. <laughs> but I, I'm sure there are things that that you do that you totally geek out on. Of course I do. And what but, are those things? Uh, 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 stepmother porn on on. No, on, no, no, hey, no, yeah. no, no, no. Because we're all into yeah. that. No, I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's cool to have. <laughs> no, I mean, there's got to be something that you. That you do that uh, you wouldn't really I, want anyone to know that you do. Well, I've, I've said it before. I'm a I'm a huge bridge buff. I love bridges. I love the uh-huh. design of bridges. I go. think uh, bridges are really cool. Uh, mm-hmm. They uh, they connect 
cultures. You're a real buff, Biff. I, I am a buff. So you might be the best stand-up comedian slash bridge buff in the world. You might be. You combine the two. Uh, yeah, I don't know about the best, well, but I'm one of them. But uh, <laughs> like like that kind of thing, I, I'm interested in. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested in the way those things work, but I don't, you know, I, I'm not... I'm not going to the the bridge conference, you know the sure. the bridge builders conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but if there were one coming to say like well, the Big E, yeah, might, you'd be I first might. in yeah, line, I wouldn't might. you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, nor is there anything wrong with your sidelight or my Dixie Cup I, trivia I went, career. Uh, there's, that's that's a little question. <laughs> I once uh, I once stayed in a hotel that had uh, it was a quilting convention going on. There you yes, go. and it was all these old little bitties, uh, little cotton tops, as I like to call them, uh-huh. uh, sitting there doing quilt stuff and putting patterns together. Not my cup of tea, sure, but that's to them mm-hmm. that's that's a time consuming thing. Like sure. they feel that that's important to them and and let them be with. And, I'm fascinated. I am fascinated by the different things that people are into. Like, Not that I would be like quilting and bridges. I would observe a yo-yo competition just to see what it's all about, and especially excellence at that skill. Yeah, I right? mean, because there's not like I can't do it. Right, I, I'm not the one that, uh, that that is allowed to do it. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to make it sound like I'm being totally dismissive and critical. Just I'm being. <laughs> Dismissive and critical. I mean, well, that's, well, somebody's got to do that job yeah, on this well, show. I mean, well, we've had a dismissiveness <laughs> and, and 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 critique-free uh, reign here for a few months. But you know, I just, I just, you know, to me, it's like, what does it take for a guy to say, "I'm going to push all these other really cool hobbies aside mm-hmm. and focus my attention on the yo-yo"? Well, who's to say what's a cool hobby and what's not a cool hobby? It's in the eye of the beholder. I suppose. Mm-hmm. I suppose that's true. Yeah. But man. How do you how do you meet chicks? <laughs> Maybe again, there's you, a seat for every ass. Yeah. So tell me about yourself. Well, I live with my parents. Uh, I yo-yo, and uh, that's yeah, about see, it. But, but that's the thing. You're making fun of these people. It's it's like uh, when we had another guy on this show that used to make fun of those guys that drove those trains over in Southwick. They're like. They're giant model trains, and they have this track. Yeah, and that's it's the, like uh, Ricky yeah. Schroeder used to sure. drive around the the household. Well, the, diff- the difference is that's kind of badass. But it's not <laughs> to some people. It's like, oh my god, here's a grown man playing with a model train yeah. uh, because he likes driving around on the thing. Well, so what? Like if it, that that's floats his boat. I told you about the train buffs. We you, mm-hmm. you go see. When I w- worked at the uh, the railroad, you'd see these guys yep. sitting on the side of the tracks, yep. and we'd be like, oh, my God, there's a security threat there. And I'm like, no, that's just Kevin. He likes to take videos of the trains and sell them at train shows. I got like, a buddy that- who does that. His name is Marty Barber. Of course you have a buddy that does that. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't doubt that at all, that yeah. you have a buddy that's into that kind there of thing. There you go. But, uh, you know, that's it's it's their own thing. Like, that's what they do. It's not my cup of tea. I wouldn't prefer to do something like that. Mm-hmm. But so what? Let people be happy with what they do. Maybe there are others out there that want to share. You're a bully, Bax. Yeah. You're I'm not Bax a bully. Bu- yes, you no, are. You're a big bully. Oh, That's yeah. what you are. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, you two. It's 821 with Bax, Steve, and Dave. Oh, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 828 and ACDC. We're back, Steve and Dave, and Rock 102. You mean the bully Steve and Dave show? Will you stop? I'm not bullying anybody. Mm, 
Yeah, you are a little bit. Well, I mean, if uh, if uh, Mr. Yo Yo were here right now, I'd I'd you know I'd be very very loose with the insults. I mean, that's for damn sure. You just pinned me up against the wall and took my lunch money. I did not. Yes, you did. Did not. Yes, you did. Did not. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. I know you are. What am I? Uh, <laughs> weather today highs in the mid seventies with some potentially severe thunderstorms coming in from late morning through afternoon. We have news coming up next on Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. Cloudy skies with some... Eight thirty-two. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock One Hundred Two. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Serview Locksmith. They got a key for that, St. James Avenue in Springfield, or ServioLocksmith.com. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. So the Roderick Ireland Courthouse is getting a deep clean this coming weekend. It's going to cost thirty-five thousand dollars. It's the latest effort to clean up the courthouse, all that mold and all those problems with deaths from ALS and at least sixty cancer diagnoses, and apparently. The latest solution is a deep clean. It's going to take place this weekend, starting this Thursday, June 30th, and run through the July 4th holiday weekend and conclude 4 o'clock in the afternoon on Tuesday, July 5th. Now, uh, you've uh, listed some of the things that they're planning on doing during this deep clean, Mm -hmm. and it all sounds like stuff that you would expect them to be doing every week, like like cleaning the toilets and taking out the trash. Yes, Mopping the floors is also part of the deep clean. Disinfecting the kitchens. Also sanitizing the office monitors. And wiping down the railings and handles. Plus, dusting the window blinds and removing cobwebs. All of that part of the deep clean project. You're right. Wouldn't this normally occur? It'd be like everyday maintenance in most office buildings. Whoever's charging the $35,000 for this deep clean... I want that job. You could probably get the imagine, and you're done in what, uh, just a couple of days? Well, it'll run from Thursday through Tuesday, so right. f- five days of a five deep- days for thirty five grand. Yes, I mean I don't like uh, I don't like doing a lot of housework, but I mean for crying aloud, for thirty five grand, I clean your house. I, I clean the courthouse. So the courthouse will be temporarily shut down. It says, according to MassLive.com, over the July Fourth weekend. Wouldn't it be temporarily shut down anyway during most of the July 4th holiday weekend? Yes. So I, I don't understand any of this is what I'm saying. Well, this Just is like news. You. Well, this is news. Yeah, it is. Because no one expected this place to be cleaned. Mm-hmm. What's going on with the Westover Metropolitan Development Corporation? For about 50 years, they've been operating three industrial parks, mostly under the radar, but since January of 2021, the quasi-public corporation applied for a zone change for the 57 acres it purchased from the city a dozen years earlier. And folks want to know, what's going on? Discussions are being sought, according to MassLive.com, to break a stalemate on the Chicopee Industrial Park plans. Some people felt that they were going to infringe on the Chicopee State Park. Okay. And create some problems there. Apparently, there's now a big discussion going on, and it's still news. Even though the plans are underway, the industrial park's still functioning, but people don't know exactly what's going on with the Westover Metropolitan Development Corporation. So they don't even have any options laid out yet. As recently as last year, there were signs up along Slate Road in Chicopee saying, Save Slate Conservation Area. 
So apparently we're going to get some more answers as to exactly what's going on or what the plans are going to be. Well, you know, it ain't going to be a strip club because Lord knows the city of Chicopee does not like naked people at all. Is that right? Well, I'm sure you've uh, driven past the Salter College. Yes. Yeah, we talked about this before in yes. Shawinigan Drive. Yes. That was supposed to be the Gold Club. Right. And Never really opened, is that right? Or sort of a soft opening? Uh, they had a soft open, yeah. but then, and they had, uh, you know, they had all kinds of uh, ladies hired. They had a kitchen staff ready to go. Mm-hmm. And the town shut it down because it was like, you know, listen, you know, we love entertainment like anybody else, but we'll be damned if we're going to have people shaking their Naughty bits in front of old men's faces uh, for in exchange for sweaty dollar bills. Right, shaking the money makers. Speaking of money makers, uh, the big Y, of course, our grocery giant in business for eighty six years, is going to be making their employees a lot happier. It actually happened already over the weekend. A bunch of them got raises. About three quarters of the big Y's retail force, about seventy six hundred employees. Getting a raise. It will cost the company between $8 million and $10 million, but it's going to make those employees very happy. So if you're walking into Big Y today, that's why you're going to be greeted with extra happiness when you buy your groceries. A big raise yeah. for some of the employees. And then you, you walk out of there not being so happy because uh, inflation has increased all the food items you bought. Well, that's a good point. And plus, you're getting less, as we talked about recently on the show. Things like toilet paper. Mm-hmm. There's less rolls in the packages of toilet paper or, and or less there's, there's sheets. Less, yeah, less sheets on the roll. Right. You'll still get a nine-pack. Right. But rather than 150 squares, you get like 12. Mm. A Springfield woman sentenced for her involvement in a fraud scheme. According to the U.S. Attorney's Office, 61-year-old Audrey Ford Victory. That's a hyphenated name. Audrey's her first name. Ford Victory is her last name. She submitted more than 100 fraudulent pandemic unemployment assistant claims it totaled about a million dollars in payments about half the claims were made from people residing outside of the bay state and in some instances ms ford victory received kickback payments she, she how, how long did it take for them to realize that this woman had died yeah i, mean, I don't a know hundred, a hundred cases of it yeah I, is you know you're really pushing your luck at that point Usually people get away with things for at least a little bit of time before they're go caught, they get caught. I don't know. She well, a hundred hundred seems to be a little bit uh, you know, a little bit aggressive. She pled yeah. guilty to wire fraud conspiracy and was sentenced to three years of probation with six months to be served in home confinement. I give you know I, uh, I listen. I'm not I'm not a criminal genius. But I give people credit for having the creativity to come up with a scam like this. Yeah. Even though a little bit more creativity and a little restraint, she might have gotten away with it for a bit longer. Good point. Got another one of those Am I the A-Hole segments on Reddit to discuss. A pregnant woman stealing the bride's thunder over the weekend by announcing the sex of her baby at the wedding. The bride very upset. The 36-year-old mom-to-be mm-hmm. showing up to her brother's wedding. She was seven months pregnant and in the midst of a divorce. And she announced the sex of the baby. And the bride went berserk, like, you're ruining my wedding. Now, there's a catch. She says she only revealed the baby's gender to correct her brother's public assumption at the wedding that it would be a boy. 
He said that, oh, you're going to be a boy. Look at that. She said, no, it's not. It's going to be a girl. And when she did that, the bride started screaming mm-hmm. and crying bloody murder. Well, I can see from the bride's point of view, this is this should be her day and all about her. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, it sounds like the description of this gender reveal was not like, you know, there's a there's a pinata in the room right, right. and it's either coming out with the with the with blue streamers or uh, or pink streamers. So it sounded like an inadvertent gender reveal rather than, you know, one that was orchestrated. Exactly. Seems sounds like there might be sort of a backstory and some quote history yeah. between the two people there. Cuz otherwise you don't really you, you you if you go to a wedding, you don't want to draw attention to yourself mm-hmm. if it's going to uh upstage the bride. You're not supposed to upstage the bride. Right. So it sounds like it was the brother who caused the problem by making his proclamation, which then had to be refuted by his sister, the pregnant woman. An honest mistake. Florida deputies responding to calls of a driver in Sarasota County avoiding rush hour traffic by driving on the sidewalk. Mm. Cops alerted when a concerned citizen provided dash cam video of the driver on the sidewalk during rush hour. Deputies set up a sting operation the following day and were waiting when the driver did it again. Again, during morning rush hour, while we're doing our business, somebody's driving on the sidewalks in Sarasota, Florida, Bax. Mm. The driver was stopped, issued a citation, and received a stern lecture about being a dangerous driver. So probably he won't ever do it again. But driving on the sidewalks, I get it. I mean, you know... If you got to get where you got to get, and the rush hour traffic is, you know, just too thick, yeah, taking the sidewalk seems like a good option. To yeah, but me. it's not really a good option because it's very much against the law. I believe. You know, I've never done a lot of sidewalk driving. Yeah, I don't know if that. I don't know if it's big enough. I think in Florida the sidewalks are a little larger to accommodate more people. <laughs> Pedestrians, walkers, things like that. Yeah, I don't think you want to mow those people down just because you've got a place to be. Right. And here's something that's not illegal, but it's kind of gross. A guy in Oklahoma ran from the cops last Thursday when they tried to pull him over for not wearing a seatbelt. He crashed his truck, he took off on foot, and he hid in a pile of manure for several hours before they found him. Jesus. The 23-year-old named... Wolf Barry. By the way, his middle name is October. Wolf October Barry. Hmm. Hiding in manure for hours. Best hide and seek player ever. <laughs> I guess. He's Bill, face- there's he's- a big pile of it. That's the last thing I'm going to go through so I can win. He's facing charges for eluding police, running a roadblock, and possession of stolen property. He also had a loaded gun in his car as well, so they tacked that on for possession of a firearm while committing a felony. There is a mugshot if you want to check out the guy who hid in the pile of manure, and he looks like Wolf October Barry would look like in your imagination. Now, did they at least clean him up before the the, uh, the mugshot? You would think, right? I don't know. I have, I've, I've not really taken a close look. Because I would imagine, I mean, your hair would be a mess. Yeah. I don't want to take a picture with my hair being a mess. Mm-hmm. It's 842 with back Steve and Dave, and uh, we've got a special guest coming up in a couple of minutes. Uh, yes, I believe Chris Allard from uh, Square One will uh, will be here in uh, just a few minutes. It's 843 on Rock 102. At Dave Minor Exterior Home Imp- Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 849. 
And the Foo Fighters are back, Steve and Dave, in Rock 102. Foo Fighters frontman Dave Grohl appeared over the weekend in Glastonbury, England, alongside Paul McCartney and Bruce Springsteen on stage. And Mr. Grohl apparently had a new tattoo, a T on his hand, in honor of late Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins. Well, that's nice. Yeah. That's a cool thing. That was nice. I uh, spent the weekend uh, at my dad's 80th birthday celebration down in Vero Beach. And I had a little ER visit, which I talked about earlier, as a result sure. of heat exhaustion on the golf course. Right. And my uh, staff that helped me out there at the Indian River Medical Center in Vero Beach, very good, including the ER nurse, a guy named Andrew, told me about his French girlfriend and the fact that he recently had a near-death experience as well. Really? Yeah. He apparently had an accident on his electric scooter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whenever you're in the hospital, the last thing you want to hear is about a near-death experience. Like, you know, I just want to hear about you getting out of the hospital and being healthy. <laughs> so he was on one of those stand-up scooters, apparently, going like 35 miles per hour, and he had an accident, and he went headfirst into the concrete, knocked himself cold, lost four days of consciousness, and was proclaimed dead at no one kidding. point. He says, and he had one of those near-death experiences where, you know, the one that everyone describes about floating above his own body and mm-hmm. looking down on his body in the hospital bed and he had a vision of meeting his mom and his brother both of whom had passed away meeting them on the other side but his but his mom said you're not going anywhere until you clean your room he said well that's it i'm just going to go back and live the rest of my life almost exactly Bex. That's, that's what i figured she sent him back to the real world chris allard from uh, from square one will be joining us in just a matter of minutes it's 851 on rock 102 hazen.com come and get it at hazen it's 8.54 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Yeah, we're going to have highs in the mid-70s today and maybe some severe thunderstorms coming in late morning through the afternoon hours. Uh, in the studio with us right now is Chris Allard from uh, from Square One. It's good to see you. It's great to see you guys. Great to meet Dave. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and you guys are uh, are getting busy. It's summertime and, and you're already uh, looking for you know, <laughs> you know, things in the fall. You guys are way ahead of yourselves. Well, we, we don't stop. You know, we're, we're year-round um, and, uh, you know, serve a lot of children. So we're always thinking about what's next, what's next. We do have openings in our summer program for our school-age kids, so kindergarten through uh, grade five. So if folks are interested in that, they should give us a call or contact our enrollment specialist. They can kind of walk them through the process there. But one of the new exciting things that's happening in Springfield is more options for preschool for families. Um, Our partners over at Springfield Public Schools are offering preschool now for three- and four-year-olds within Mm. the public school system. So there's it's great parents have have more options i think it's important for folks to be aware of the differences between um each of the different options other community providers like square one public schools um and you know our programs are all day right so our our preschool uh programs for the our three to five year olds are full days like where, 7 30 to 5 30 whereas springfield public schools release yeah they're going to be a, a traditional school day so yeah. you know for some families that might work great for for families who are working and have a longer uh a longer work day you know our our program goes all day our kids get breakfast and lunch and snacks with us every day um and uh, most of our families qualify for assistance to be with us um financially and and some of our families qualify for transportation too so we try to make it as easy as possible for working parents has the curriculum changed over the years based on the needs of the students and maybe even changed with regard to what's going on in our society too wow i i love that's a great question so we we um have a play-based curriculum meaning that 
all of our, even our academic side, it's all based in play. Mm -hmm. Um, To answer your question on the um, response to changing needs, Mm -hmm. we have a full um, trauma therapy program now. So for many of our children, um, you know, have experienced trauma in their lives in different capacities, whether it's through their, the financial struggles, or maybe they're engaged in the foster care system and things like that, that Mm -hmm. we know we need to address in order for these, these children to be positioned for success going forward. Um, And of course, the COVID crisis really elevated the need for trauma therapy. um, And isolation was tough, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, especially if you're a child who's living in um, a challenged home environment to start out with, and then you go into isolation and the crisis, you know, hits, um, are the need for those services has gone through the roof. This is uh, Chris Allen from Square One. I know I know you guys are always looking for help and, and volunteers and all that stuff is available on the website. But one of the things that I noticed, uh, and you sent this uh, you know, last week, the campaign for healthy kids. Tell us about what that's what that's all about and what you guys are looking to accomplish. So we we like to tell folks that we're developing the leaders of tomorrow. Right. Um, our, our future, um, our, our future leadership here, business leaders, medical professionals, y- you never know where you're going to wh- where you're going to land when you start at square one. And that's really um, what, what we like to tell folks. But we can't do it by ourselves. We have great partners in the community, um, funding partners, volunteers, um, folks who come in and, and um, provide opportunities to the kids. And that can be athletics. It can be academics. It can be music, art, um, all of these things that we want to introduce to the kids to inspire them to be tomorrow's leaders and that's really what it's all about imagine there must be some well-known quote-unquote graduates of the square square one program as a matter of fact senator adam gomez was a a square one baby all through um i think he started when he was an an infant and went Hmm. right through the program that Um, was just 10 years ago (laughs) (laughs) Um, so he's a great example Mm -hmm. of 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 what can happen and there are lots of folks out there that we were back then springfield day nursery so a lot of folks will will stop me when i'm out talking about the programs and services and the need for support and so they'll say, oh, my gosh, I was I went to, to Springfield Day Nursery. They don't always make the connection between Square One and uh, Springfield Day Nursery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you want to find out more, you go to their website, uh, startatsquareone.org. Chris Howard, best of luck. I'm sorry we don't have a whole lot of time for you, That's but uh, okay. we appreciate you coming me. in. Appreciate Absolutely. It. It's uh, 8.58 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102.